I, listen, let me tell you guys my biggest flex. I speak four languages and I stutter in all of them. <laughs> and I can't speak any of them properly. And I can't speak any of them properly. Did you guys know that there are five grams of protein <laughs> for per one slice? slice? You're not even resort at all. Tima, this podcast is killing my chances of a Starbucks sponsorship. <laughs> zero. <laughs> I don't know how I got you to agree to do this. I have never, I've never spoken publicly. No TED Talks, no other podcasts? No, no TED Talks, no So this podcasts. is the first podcast you're ever on. Um, even just my, my actual voice being out, like I've tried to like record TikToks before, but I think I'm too aggressive. So I just never end up putting my, like putting myself anywhere. I, I know my you... voice is too aggressive, but when I talk, I'm very assertive and people just be like, oh wow, like. She's like super aggressive. She's super loud. Da, 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 you know? And I cuss every two seconds. I think that's what makes a good podcast because people know how to get to the point. Yeah. Like I knew this would be fun because you're one of the people like me who speaks in voice messages. Mm-hmm. The people who I like bringing on the podcast are the ones where when we have conversations in everyday life anyway, I wish I just recorded that entire thing because mm-hmm. our convos could have been recorded and you could have turned it into a podcast episode without mm-hmm. having to do anything. Yeah. Those are the people I like to talk to because I've also had guests on where it's like I'm like paining myself to try to keep the conversation yeah. going yeah. and it's no fun. So I have a list of questions. You yeah. have to answer all of these. You're not allowed any cop-outs. What? <laughs> what? That's, that's the deal. <laughs> I did not agree to this. Oh, God. But the, like, the things... The themes and the things that you and I talk about anyway are yeah. exactly the stuff that people love hearing about. Okay. Like, you know, like, most of what people respond to on this, especially coming from girls, is stuff around, like, confidence and independence. Okay. Cool. And you're the person to talk to about that. Okay, cool. What non-physical traits make a woman attractive? I think the way she speaks and... Oh, would that be considered physical? She speaks? No. Like, the way she someone carries themselves. You know what I mean? Like, just your overall attitude. Um, I think just, like, the way you carry yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you're respectful. You have confidence. Like, if we're talking, like, non-physical, you can be very ugly and have a lot of confidence. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I've there seen are that. times where I haven't looked my best. But because I think I carry myself a certain way, in general, the, the, the way I carry myself, I think, like, says a lot about you. Her Let's tone go... of voice. I'm a very loud person, so I don't like when people first get to know me. Like I am, like a very like quiet person and stuff. But the more you get to know me, the more you realize how loud I am. And I think a woman that's very like calm, peaceful, quiet is very attractive. <laughs> Why do you think it's because we perceive it as more feminine? Yes, girl but is at quieter. the same time, not even like quieter. But like the thing is with me. When you get to know me as a person, I'm very outgoing, very talkative, but, like, I'm also very unfiltered. I just scream shit. Like, I say what's on my mind, like, whether it's, like, something nice, whether it's something, like, okay, like, well, relax, like. (laughs) You wear your heart on your chest. Yeah, like, I have no, like, I have no shame in just, like, speaking my thoughts all the time, you know? And the way that I talk, I think my tone of voice is very, I don't think I have, like, a high-pitched voice, but, like, I think when I talk. I tend to communicate in a very, like, assertive way. So everything comes off to, like, some people as, like, aggressive. But I don't know. I think it definitely has to do with how you were saying being quiet and stuff is, like, kind of associated with being, like, more feminine, you know? Because you're seen as being softer. Yeah. 
So being soft is associated with being feminine. It's interesting you say that because I agree that how you carry yourself can make someone incredibly attractive, Mm -hmm. whether it's a man or a woman. 100%. For a man, certain ways you carry yourself make you attractive to women. Mm -hmm. For women also, the way you walk and talk and show Mm -hmm. up and treat others is. But on the whole like quiet thing it's true if you're kind of quieter than it's perceived as being more feminine but i've also heard so many guys say that one of the most attractive things is a girl who's not afraid to say what she wants fair and and be direct and Mm -hmm. you have that but i think it also has to do with how it is said i have a thing for yelling things out or just it's different when you're very straightforward and very like upfront very assertive but then it's also different with the tone you say it in. You can be like very like upfront, just out there, and you can also be loud and disturbing. <laughs> that, like there are times when I talk that's to true. people and I check myself. I'm like, people are like, "Oh, why are you yelling?" I'm like, "Oh, like I'm not this is just yelling. How I talk. This is just like this is just how I talk." You know what I mean? But a lot of people just aren't used to that. But but it's also true what you said that you're not always like that when somebody first meets you. Yeah. I've seen you in social settings around people who we've just met or someone who you've just met. You are quiet in the oh, corner. I've seen every, you sometimes. And I know this Depending about on your myself. mood, you're sitting quiet in the corner and they're every like, wow, this girl's really introverted. Meets, every single time I meet somebody new, it's so funny because of, of course I love to be myself around people. But when I'm meeting somebody like for the first time, I tend to be a little more like quiet reserved to myself I usually will just sit there and like be very observant of everything but then I I just I'm you're quiet. watching you're just I, like I, I'm soaking watching. I'm reading the processing room, information like, you know like and I don't do much talking until I get to know that person very well and then I'm like okay like I'm I'm more so comfortable with this person like you know and then like they'll see that side of me I feel that too because sometimes when I first meet someone I haven't decided yet whether I want to show you all of me mm-hmm. exactly and or you yeah. don't know if they can handle exactly it. So you exactly. kind of have to observe first. That makes sense. Yeah. Another thing that I think like different from this topic or different from my last response is I think something that makes a woman very attractive that isn't physical is how smart she is. There is nothing more attractive than a woman who knows what she's talking about, being passionate about what she does. Like, of course, like even the other day when um, we were all chatting with my dad and you were telling him about work and meeting with clients and traveling and exactly what you do for work, like your breakdown, I'm like, oh my God, it's so like heartwarming, just like hearing like a woman be so passionate about what she does. And there's nothing more attractive than that, you know, especially like, I love talking not to that the we parents, ca- not that I, I care. love talking to the parents, <laughs> not that I care about what men think or their opinions, but like, especially like from a guy's perspective, when I'm getting to know a guy and I give him a little bit of like the rundown of like my life they're like oh wow like it's very attractive to see how independent you are like how dedicated you are to like your work and like your studies there's really nothing more attractive than a woman who's like just you know like spot on smart i don't think that's controversial to say that it's still not all girls that have their own life and career and things they do for themselves Mm -hmm. and like are so passionate about their work that's still not all girls so i do agree it's impressive like Mm -hmm. we're on the same page you literally stole what i was going to say because on on my notes here i had intelligence i had ambition and Mm -hmm. i had the ability to be by themselves yeah i think in a man or a woman just a person in general if you observe that somebody is totally okay in just Mm -hmm. who they are and being by themselves Mm -hmm. in their own life Mm -hmm. that's attractive and it's exactly in that situation you're describing where somebody's talking about their work Mm -hmm. and how passionate they are about their work that's what you're seeing is that they have their own life and their thing that they do 
completely separate from you. Yeah. That doesn't depend on you. That gets them excited and that they're working towards. 100%. And that's like the independence that gets signaled. Mm -hmm. It's compelling to anybody around you. And I think like for women at least, like, I don't know, like there's a lot of women out there who kind of struggle with like, you know, like being okay with being alone and like enjoying their own company. Whereas like, like in men, like you see it a lot, like guys like to like spend time alone. Like it's very normalized with men. Whereas like with women, there's more women out there who not are dependent on like someone else's company or like someone else being there. But whenever you do find a woman who's kind of like, oh, like I, I spend most of my time alone or like I enjoy my company alone. Like it's it's not as common compared to like men, if that makes sense. And I don't know if you get this too, but sometimes the reaction is what's wrong with her? Yeah. Or sometimes when I even say, oh, like I'm doing a solo dinner tonight or I'm just mm-hmm. staying at home by myself. I remember watching I told movie. somebody. People I went, are like, are you okay? Like, exactly. is everything okay? I remember I told somebody, like, especially when I moved to the city, like my first year living there, I would go to concerts alone because why am I gonna miss out on doing those things? Because I don't have someone to do them with. Like, I I love concerts. I love, oh God, when the Batman movie came out, I was like, fuck it. I don't care if I'm going to go by myself. Like, I want to see the Batman movie. Went to the movies by myself. And it was such a good movie. And I'm glad I went. Like, I don't think you should miss out on opportunities because you don't want to do things alone. I don't know. There's like this whole like norm just like around like being alone. Like, even like my mom, when I was sitting talking to her yesterday, I'm like, oh, you know, mom, like... I'm used to like just like having time to myself, spending time alone. And she goes, "Well, I think that's a sickness." <laughs> I, I overheard. That. I literally looked at her. I, I like, overheard that. I was like, "This is my cue to go." Upstairs. I was like, "I was like, oh god, here we go again." <laughs> and I'm like, "This is gonna be a long talk because for me, it's so like normal and like I'm so." okay with it even like there are days like when I'm in Toronto with my friends like I'll go days without seeing my friends and even when I do see my friends and like let's say like I'm kicking it with my best friend we will spend the whole day together and there are times where like we'll go hours without talking to each other and it's such a normal thing like because when you're in your own world most of the time or like you have your own responsibilities you enjoy your company alone it's so normal for you like you don't think of it like is this bad for me? Is this good for me? Like, it's kind of like just your routine. You know what I mean? But I think people need to normalize. Like, it's okay to be alone, you know? Not even just it's normal, but it's healthy. It is And healthy. it's something you should 100% train and be comfortable with. Yeah. It's, so it sounds to you like your norm is being alone. And then it's a special occasion when you go out to, mm-hmm. to seek out somebody else's company. Yeah. Not vice versa. I think for a lot of people, it's the other way around mm-hmm. where their baseline is being around other people, having other conversation, being somehow stimulated. Mm-hmm. And then it's only in the small bits during the day yeah. that they retreat back to being by themselves. Exactly. For you, it sounds like it's swapped. So when I first lived in London, I think I would say that I had the complete opposite issue like when I lived at home I hated being home because that meant I had to be alone that meant I had nothing to do and I was bored and I would just be sitting around with my own thoughts and that would like kind of be like oh my god like I don't want to do that that's scary so let me go find someone to hang out with let me go make myself busy let me go to the gym whereas when I moved to Toronto I was kind of put in a place where I'm like okay like I don't have any friends here I had also just gone out of a relationship so I was kind of like forced to like be alone and of course you know being there for so long I did make so many friends and met a lot of amazing people but 
over a while I kind of come to terms with like enjoying my own company being at home by myself you know what I mean like obviously it does take like a lot of like healing and stuff from like I don't know I think everybody should just be comfortable with like enjoying their own company like there's a very big difference with being lonely and, and not being having alone. everybody and not having like anybody and being completely alone because I can be alone and have a group of people who love me and constantly being surrounded by love and people checking in on me and then I can also be very lonely where I don't have anyone to go to if something's wrong or like if I do need someone to talk to or like if I do want to see somebody then I'm lonely you know I love that distinction between loneliness does not equate to being alone And I would also add, I think the corollary is true that somebody can be constantly surrounded by people Mm -hmm. and still be lonely. 100%. 100%. And I'd much rather the first option than the second option. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like that move to Toronto was kind of like almost like a triggering moment for you that like sparked that evolution. 100%. How did that change your confidence? Moving to a different city? Yeah. Was there an effect on your confidence in that time you described where you were going through changes, going through a breakup, a change in your life, moving to a new city? I completely just stopped caring about what people think. I definitely believe in, you know, carrying yourself with respect and obviously like maintaining a image, but I don't think you should live your life accordingly to like other people and caring about, oh my God, what's this person going to say? Or like, oh like I can't do this I can't do that like people are gonna talk whether you do it or not people are gonna talk regardless but being able to like move to a new city where you don't know anybody you have a lot of freedom of like expression to just be yourself to be the most like beautiful version of yourself whereas like when you're in a town full of people you know you feel like you're always being watched you're always being judged you're like not at ease all the time you know but being in a city where you don't know anybody you really don't care what you do or like you'll go off the rails a little bit and like do a bunch of crazy shit and like it's like it's cool like nobody knows me here after a while you just like you just nothing like gets to you and I I think it's good for you you and it's so funny too because think about the irony that in a bigger city with so many more people around you you feel more free and less watched Mm -hmm. and it was the same for me when I moved to Chicago which is a bigger city than Mm -hmm. I had ever lived in Mm -hmm. I started spending more time alone, even though I'm in a bigger city. Yeah. But it's exactly that. It's, I don't know if you've heard the saying, like, um, big fish in a small pond versus small fish, fish in a big pond. Yeah. If you move to a big city, you feel like, not that you blend in more, because that has a negative connotation, mm-hmm. but you can more put your head down and pass under the radar. Yeah. And know that in a big city, like, so people are arguably, like, just doing bigger things. Mm-hmm. So people have less time to worry about, you mm-hmm. know, what their neighbor Sally mm-hmm. next to them is doing. Because everybody's minding their own business. That's something I love about living in Chicago. Exactly, I agree 100%. What advice would you give to girls who want to build more confidence? This is... (laughs) It's not that much of a hard question, but I wouldn't worry too much about worrying about, like, what others think of you or worry about your image like there are days where I look my absolute worst and I'm okay with that or like I struggle with my skin where even in the past I used to struggle so 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 much with my body but I think the best thing you can do for yourself is always like accept yourself as you are never feel like pressured or just like influenced by what people say about you or like if anyone makes like a comment towards you like growing up like I used to always have like people talk about like my weight or like even now 
as far as I've come, like, with my body, like, I always have people who are, like, you lift way too much, oh, like, your legs are too big. Or, people like, feel the need to weigh in. People will people always, like, to make add comments, their but in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is, like, the best I've ever felt in years. You just really need to have, like, you need to have thick skin at the end of the day, you know? Like, if somebody tells you you're looking too thin, if somebody tells you you're looking too big at the end of the day, like, if you're happy with yourself, that's all that matters. Those little comments that people are making, they're really just, like, it's one person's opinion. Like, that's not going to weigh in on the rest of the world or your life, you know what I mean? Like, don't let it have such a big impact on you. Like, I remember growing up, I used to always have people who would be like, especially when I was struggling with gaining weight, they would be like, oh, you look a little sick or, like, you look very skinny. And that would, like, be, like, such a setback for me. I'm like, oh, my God. I can't let people just talk like that even, you know? Like, if I see something with my own eyes, the most you can tell a person is, you look good. Don't tell me I gained weight. Don't tell me I lost weight. You look good. And that's, it's as simple Unless as that. it's a positive comment, it's none of my business. Yeah, it, it could, is it none could, of my you business. Could, people could even mean it in a nice way. Like, somebody could be like, oh, like, you lost weight. And like, they could be meaning it in a positive way. But at the same time, you never know what that person is going through with themselves. Because it's relative to what their goal is. Exactly. You People don't need to hear that, you know. But overall, I think like, if you really just are working on building your confidence, don't let what people say like get to you. Like have thick skin, um, and always speak highly of yourself. Like I think I used to put myself down a lot and really like ruin my mood because I would be like, I'm too big or I'm too small or my acne's horrible or would always just like, you know, like speak bad about myself and my body. But at the end of the day, I think you really when you speak positivity into your own life like and about yourself it's gonna like improve your mood it's gonna improve your confidence you know what one of the best habits that I started doing that helped that for me it sounds kind of ridiculous and like could even be perceived as egotistical but I think a lot of young girls struggle with that self-talk piece Mm -hmm. where they the comparison is just like a Mm never-ending black hole what helped me a lot on the like learning to Except if if body image, for example, is what you're struggling with, learning Mm -hmm. to accept and love yourself for what is. I got into journaling when I was like 18. Mm -hmm. And I would literally do this exercise where I would take a blank sheet of paper and a pen and I would write a pen, write a a list of all of the things that I adored about my body Mm -hmm. and about myself. So Mm -hmm. some of them would be physical and that helped me with some of the like body perception stuff. Mm -hmm. But then even when you start getting into your character... It sounds egotistical, but if you force yourself to write a list of the things that you're proud of about yourself or the parts of your body that you love, it doesn't have to be the super superficial stuff. It can be tiny. Like I remember some of the details I would write were like, I love my posture and the Mm -hmm. way that I walk, Mm -hmm. or I like the line down, the definition, the line down my back, Yeah. or I love how my long, healthy hair, whatever. Mm -hmm. Once you start to write those little things... Like that, looking back on the page, reading it and realizing the things that you actually do love about yourself, Mm -hmm. I swear is more powerful than any compliment, physical compliment you could possibly get from anybody else. Because the compliments from other people really don't do much. And like you said, they can be interpreted so differently. Like you tell a girl you look so skinny, one girl, it could be the, make her the happiest girl in the world. The other, it could completely destroy her because it's, it's relative to what your goals are. It's It's completely relative. So it doesn't do anything. And the other important thing that I love about what you said is people are going to have their opinions. People are going to weigh in on what they think you should be doing in your life, 
who you should be hanging yeah. out with, who you should be with, who you should not be with, yeah. what you should look like, what you should not look like, what you should be eating or not. Mm-hmm. List goes on. Mm-hmm. People are going to weigh in no matter what. So you can't change that, but mm-hmm. you can change whether you listen to it or not 100%. or whether it affects you. 100%. And if you achieve true stoicism, mm-hmm. which is like just being a rock in the face of anything that people throw at you, whatever people say, then it at the end of the day, People can say whatever the hell they want, but mm-hmm. if you train your brain to be strong enough to not listen to it, then that's all that matters. Like the analogy I always think of is I want to be like, you know, when it, you spend a lot of time at the beach, for example. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> you know, like on a beach that's rocky when there are those boulders, almost yeah. like cliffs, but like these big boulders that yeah. are so planted mm-hmm. in the sand that you can have the craziest huge waves smacking themselves against this huge boulder. Yeah. It doesn't matter how chaotic and hectic the ocean is yeah. or these crazy waves that are hitting it. This boulder is so in place. strong and yeah. planted in the ground. It knows mm-hmm. where it stands. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's happening around it. Yeah. It's not going to move a single millimeter. Mm-hmm. I want to be like that. I like that analogy a lot. I never thought of that. I agree. And like even going back to like caring about like what people say, like... I think, like, you people should just really, like, live their own lives to, like, their own standard, you know? Like, I used to never be social. I used to be, like, never, like, put pictures of myself on the internet. Um, I had so many insecurities. And, like, nowadays, I'm like, oh, like, when I look at my camera sometimes, I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, I take way too many pictures of myself. Like, But you still only pop in on Instagram once a week to give people a heart attack and then you ah, pop back out. No, nah, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's a little more, you know, I have my moments where like I'm feeling super social and like I'll I'll post a picture of myself on my story and then I'll go like, <laughs> I'll go like two weeks, I don't put anything or like there are days where I'm like, okay, like I feel like I'm, I have almost posted a gym picture of me at least once a week this week and like in my head I'm like people think, like I don't post it for the wrong reasons, like I'm, I love looking back to just see myself and see my progress and I know what effect it has on other people because like other people who've been following me for the longest time like being for them being able to like see my progress and like my consistency kind of like not that I'm any like fucking athlete or like you know Uh, don't discount yourself I'm not but like there are people who like see how consistent I am and like it motivates them to like want to be consistent at the gym and do better for themselves and it's it's a comforting feeling to know that like I have that sort of impact on people you know man there's really nothing wrong with being confident and like posting a picture of yourself like at the end of the day it's your world it's your life you know it's your I mean? world everyone else is just living everyone in it everyone else is just living in it you know like who, who cares if like you're a little self-obsessed about- posting content's a tricky game exactly because you don't there's a fine line between getting too caught up in posting things and to get attention and stuff yeah. oversharing etc but i also think my fundamental belief is what you said if this can serve to inspire a single person mm-hmm. if this can motivate like one single person one single girl who sees it mm-hmm. it was worth it 100 one person is all i need i agree with you getting a single message from somebody about the podcast for example saying this helped me do x or i moved across the country because of this episode mm-hmm. or i saw one this morning um I don't know the girl who wrote this, but somebody left a review that said, you're like the big sister I've never had. That is so it, beautiful. That brings me to tears. Uh-huh. Like it's moments like that where it reminds you that that is the only goal that we're trying to accomplish here. Mm-hmm. And if you inspire a single person, that's worth it. Mm-hmm. How has going to the gym made you more confident? 
Because I think that that is one of the biggest tips I that would That has definitely had, like, probably, I would say, like, the biggest impact on my confidence. Um, For, like, a little background, I have been working out for almost six years now. And in those six years, it wasn't all, you know, glamorous, amazing, like, confidence. I remember when I first got into the gym, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, no idea. I completely, like killed all my gains like I was when I first started working out I was trying to stay in shape I was a little overweight so I kind of wanted to tone you know just work on like my body image so all I would do is I would do cardio all the time no idea what I was doing sometimes I would use machines here and there it took me like a good like two years into the gym to really like somewhat come up with a routine and like even till now, like, there's still, like, like, I have, like, a pretty, like, solid routine going on now, but there's so many things I've learned in, like, my whole, like, transformation process. You have to consider your nutrition, your sleeping habits, your overall, like, mental health. All of that has an impact on, like, your performance in the gym. Honestly, like, I would, I don't work out. When I first started working out, I wanted to, like, work out to look good. My goals in the gym have completely changed in the last few years. Like, Last year I was lifting very, very heavy. At least for me, I think it's heavy. Like if I tell other people, they're like, oh, like that, that's not anything crazy. But like for me being able to like squat two plates, thrust like three plates easily, you know, like that's something very achieving for me, you know, over like the last like two years in the gym, I haven't been working too much on my body image, but more so I just wanted to work on lifting heavy and that really like, builds my confidence like there's nothing nicer this might be like very egotistical but <laughs> no go for it um I love being the strongest woman in the room say it's it louder so, so nice being lifting like the heaviest weights in the room and it's not always I, like that but like thing I hope you know too she's talking about her brain and her body by the yeah, way yeah like it like maybe like you know like sometimes don't get me wrong like I've ego lifted a lot in the past and stuff but I think it's just so even when I see like other women in the gym easily squatting two plates I'm like that's amazing like, like that's I want to be nice. like her when I grow up yeah like it's just it's such a nice thing to see because there's like this whole like stigma around like oh women shouldn't be lifting heavy women shouldn't be doing this this and that and I love just like seeing women just be strong if I can do it, anybody can do it. But I think overall that has definitely had a big impact on my confidence, being able to be strong. And just because you lift heavy, and again, like this is a PSA for all women. If you lift heavy, you are not going to be bulky. People think if you lift heavy, if you lift too many weights, that you're going to be too jacked, that you're going to be too big. No, it's not just lifting heavy in the gym. That has to do with like your diet, you know? Like I think I definitely got a little bigger because of how I was eating when I was bulking. <laughs> at one point I did look a bit jacked, but um, it's all a part of the process at the end of the day, you know? Like don't be afraid to lift heavy. And if anything, the thing that I have seen the most changes in my body is when I really started pushing myself. Like I remember about... In 2022, I would be afraid to push myself. I could only squat maybe a 10 plate or a 25 plate. I remember around New Year's, I was working out at a gym here with one of my friends in London and she had a belt. And I'm like, oh, like, 
you know, like, let me try your belt. Like, I, I that looks have, cute. Let me try it on. Yeah, I'm like, let me try your lifting belt. Like, I want to see, like, if it helps with, like, my lower back because I do have a lot of um, back issues. I'm scared of, like, hurting myself. So I That's avoid, my biggest like, fear when I'm squatting, but I yeah. just rely on, I do too many cat cows. Yeah. I never, I swear, I have never so in my I life worked of, out like, without doing cat lifting cow heavy. And then around New Year's, I was like, oh, like, let me try it, whatever. Like, we're at the gym working out together. And I kid you not, when I had that belt on, I easily, like, hit a 25 plate. And she's like, you should be squatting way heavier. Like, you let that plate fly up and down. Like, you're repping it out. Like, try pushing yourself more. So I was like, okay, like, let me try a 45 plate. And this was, like, my first time ever squatting. You went straight from 25 to 45. 25 to 45. I was like, let me just... Let me just try curve. <laughs> Let me just try hockey, it. Hockey stick. Yeah, literally. Character like, development. <laughs> so I tried a 45 plate, easily did um, two reps. And I was like, no, you me, probably walked out of the gym this I was day like, thinking you were God on I earth. I was like, let me add another tent plate. So <laughs> it's not that much, but I was like, let me just add another tent plate. So on top of that, I also did a rep of a... 45 and a 10 plate so for that that was such a big achievement for me and from that day I was like okay I need to really like reconsider like my routine in the gym like if I can easily be squatting this much like I'm not pushing myself I'm, hard I'm enough. clearly not yeah. pushing myself hard enough like all the time when I'm working out with girls or like I've recently like trained my friends here and there like i need to get you training me in the gym I, this is why i <laughs> wish we anybody is ever asking me for tips like the biggest thing i tell them is there's a difference between like pushing yourself and ego lifting but i always tell people to push yourself as much as you can because i think that's where you're really gonna see your growth like for me i didn't really start seeing any sort of growth in my legs and my glutes until i started eating like a good amount of calories, eating high protein, getting all my meals in and lifting heavy. When I really, really pushed myself over like the last two years, I saw the most growth in my body. Like I went from having like pretty skinny legs to like very defined quads, definitely grew my glutes and I have a very defined back and again like that all comes from like pushing yourself if I'm gonna be doing the same weight like the same routine every single time I'm working out for like weeks and I'm not growing in weight you're really just toning like you're not going to be doing a lot for your body so you're not going to see changes and for those who haven't met Tima I literally have a photo of your quads on my bedroom wall <laughs> that I would look at when I wake up in the morning because yeah. you have the most amazing quads I've ever Thank seen you but it, the pushing yourself is for the, your growth in your body, I agree, but also for the confidence piece. 100%. Like I think if we're talking about going to the gym to build confidence, I think it comes entirely from this idea of like pushing yourself to your max and proving to yourself that you can do the things that you previously did not think were possible. Exactly. I think that's what makes you walk out of the gym exactly. with this confidence boost. Like I'm convinced exactly. that going to the gym, you are pumping up your confidence as much yeah. as you're pumping up your muscles. Exactly. Even if... Let's say your body changes zero. Mm-hmm. Let's say you go to the gym for six months, a year, and there's mm-hmm. a net zero change in your body. I still think that you will see a crazy change in your confidence 100%. in that period of time. 100%. And that is what gets people addicted to working out. 100%. Like if we're talking about character development, mm-hmm. the majority of people, I hear this from everybody. You start working out because you want to see some change in your mm-hmm. body for a physical reason. Yeah. But you stay working out. Because you get addicted to the feeling mm-hmm. of like, even just scientifically, like the blood 
pumping. You feel alive in that yeah. moment. Like there's, I don't know if you've experienced this, but when you're working out and really pushing yourself yeah. with heavy weight, yeah. it's impossible to be stressed impossible. or to be anxious there, or to be overthinking. When I'm working out, there isn't a single thought going there's through nothing my mind. Going, there's nothing going through your mind. Exactly. You feel alive yeah. in that moment. And that's why it gets addicting and like the endorphins or whatever like i'm not i don't know too much about the science other than what i've heard yeah. from andrew huberman but there has to be some science behind the, the effects on your brain of pushing your body 100 to its max and don't get me wrong like people like especially for me when i i would say in like in the last two years the reason why i would be scared to push myself is because i'm like oh my god like do you know how embarrassing it is to drop a bar on your head okay what if what happens if something happens to me or like what happens if people see me fail da, da, da. if i tell you how many times i have dropped 230 pounds snapped my neck in the gym like countless times where i have hurt myself countless times where like i have failed or like where i've just like made an absolute fool of myself it's so normal like nobody's watching you like i remember i went to the gym at like I never go during rush hour, but I went like right after work. It was like 5.30 and I'm working out with my neighbor. And I was like, oh, you know, like I, I want to try lifting like a little heavier today. Like, can you spot me? The guy was standing so far behind me that if I needed a spot or if something did He's happen, not doing anything. he was not going to be there. So I do my first set going for my second set. I'm lifting. I don't remember how much I was lifting. It was not that heavy, but I was like, whatever, spot me. The guy was so far behind me that when I did need him, I couldn't push the weight. And my only option was you should drop the bar behind you. But me being the dumb idiot I am is I always drop the bar over my head. <laughs> and then it ends up really hurting my <laughs> neck. Somersault. So I couldn't get I couldn't lift the weight and he's just staring at me he's like oh I don't know what to do like you're so far down I can't why are you spotting me he's like he's like I can't even help you like and I was like okay I don't know what to do now there's so many people in the gym I literally just dropped the bar and just sat on the floor and I just sat there I was like this is so humiliating but in reality I'm like nobody's looking at you or even when I am lifting very very heavy I'm always like I have trouble like controlling my breathing, so I'm making the worst. I know it's me noises. moaning in the gym. Completely <laughs> it's so bad because I'm literally making the worst grunting noises, and there's just like a guy beside me, and he's just like staring at me, like oh, like I'm like sorry, man, no, like I can't. Help there's it. this one guy who works out at my gym who's just like I love yeah. how unfiltered he is but he's just exaggerated with the moaning yeah. where my gym and my building is like on the same floor as the lounge yeah so it's like oh, the gym no. and then the pool and the lounge <laughs> and the people co-working yeah. and i will be on the other side of the floor yeah in the middle of a work meeting like during my work from home day yeah <laughs> you can hear my colleagues can hear this guy moaning in the yeah. background and sometimes like at least for me like before i used to like lift very heavy i used to see people doing the same thing and i'm like Jesus Christ, man, like, get a fucking grip. Like, do you have to, like, scream? Like, is it that necessary? But you literally have no control over it because when I'm breathing, I'm just trying to you have to let, let out a breath. You, Whether it's me, like, like I'm pushing myself and it, it sounds 
so wrong. Like whenever like I'm lifting heavy and I don't have my headphones in and I listen to myself like breathing, I just sit there and I'm like, holy shit. But man. the breathing does help you more than stifling it 100%. in. Have you ever tried like squatting, for example, and you're like you feel yourself oh, holding you can. your breath? You in? literally my can. forehead is turning red. My you vein is popping out yourself, like Harry Potter. You literally push yourself so much more when you're breathing in and trying to push that weight up. Like when you're letting that breath out you're going to push that weight so much lighter. But if you can't control your breathing, you're not going to do anything. You know what I mean? And I agree that, yeah, you might have some, you know, mess ups or fail or whatever or sound silly in what you're saying. But at the end of the day, when you walk out of the gym, Mm -hmm. knowing you push yourself to the max, your legs are sore, you can't walk the next day, you're out of breath, there's no better feeling than that. There isn't. I think I've, I've failed once. I couldn't lift the weight, yeah. but for me, it was like comforting to see the amount of the guys yeah. conspire around you to yeah. come run and oh, 100%. help you. 100%. Even for me, like being in the gym, I've always loved lifting heavy. And there have been times where I've hurt myself really badly. I like, was going to ask, have you ever gotten injured? I I mean, like I did hurt my neck one time um, when I couldn't push the weights, but like anything like serious, like hospitalized, no. That's my only not. block is I'd be yeah. afraid to hurt my body. I've had a very bad, like, like I've hurt my back before, but like you know, like you take a few days off and you just like rest. Little nothing, a little hot tub and sauna can't fix. <laughs> Some good food. <laughs> Some good food. Like a few days off from the gym, and like that's why it's important. Like even when you're lifting, like you don't want to ego lift, even if like you're lifting heavy and you have shit form. Like how are you gonna lift two hundred pounds? Your knees are about to break, and then the bar is uneven on your shoulders, and it's like you know, like work on your form. And then work on lifting heavy. Probably no better than I do, but I'd imagine the bad form is going to risk an injury more 100%. than lifting too heavy. If you don't have proper form, like even with like how the bar is placed a little off your shoulders, if you have terrible form and bad breathing, you're one, either going to hurt your lower back. Even you could just be squatting the bar. And if you slightly just like have bad form, it's so easy to just hurt yourself that's why it's like so important like to just master your form and from there like you know you just grow in weight you know but I hate see not that I hate hate's a bad word but like there's nothing comforting with seeing somebody who doesn't have proper form and they're trying to lift like a plate at the gym it's like take it easy you're almost scared for them even with me when I started working out like easily I'm like I want to lift heavy. I want to lift too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I can do that. I can, I can do, do that. It. I can do it. I can do it. But it's like, I'm not doing it right. And I'm going to hurt myself. And then it's going to be a setback for yeah, me. It's in the, the overambitious girl. Yeah. Overdoored. But exactly. you learn to dial back. Yeah. We were talking, we were talking the other day about how to get more protein in your diet. Oh, <laughs> that one's hard even for me still. So yeah. I was asking you for advice. What are your go-tos? Um, Easiest ways to get more protein okay. in your diet. Because for, for a lot of girls, it's hard to have the appetite yeah. to eat as much protein yeah. as you really need to build muscle. Yeah. I don't know how people who are vegan, vegetarian, anything, get their protein in. I'm sure you guys have done your research, but I think it's so hard. Like, I've tried to be on, like, a vegetarian diet just because, like, I wanted to eat cleaner. But for me, that's really, really difficult. So if you're vegan, vegetarian, keep going. This one isn't for you. <laughs> skip. Just, just skip. skip 10 minutes. This isn't for you. I think the best way to get your protein in is just like ribeye steak. Yeah, like it doesn't even have to be like, you know what I mean? Like my go-to is like breakfast. 
I think you can get in so much protein at breakfast. This might be a little scary, but like... That's a controversial opinion, you know. People say it depends, you know, because like breakfast is so easy to make. There's so much like easy ways you can sneak in protein. Cottage cheese, eggs, oh, egg Cottage whites. cheese is underrated. Like Greek yogurt. So I eat too much, much Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt, like turkey bacon. Did you guys know that there are... Five grams of protein uh, for per one slice. slice. Thirty calories. Bacon. Thirty calories. Thirty five calories. Grams of protein. Like there is no reason, and take it from somebody who hates eating meat for breakfast or anything. Like I am not like a savory breakfast girly. I like French toast. I'm, I was going to say I'm a crepes and French I toast love, type like, girl. I love like a sweet breakfast, and even you can eat like if you do like sweeter stuff. Yes, you can eat like you know, blueberry pancake, protein pancakes and stuff. But it's not the same as getting your protein from protein powders and stuff like that compared to getting it like from like the nutrients you're getting it from when it comes to like meats and stuff. Why like, is that? If it's the same amount of protein, <laughs> let's say in a protein powder versus real food, you think the, the whole food is I just think does in more general, for building your like, muscle? I mean, I don't know. I'm not a dietitian, but I think overall, like I could take three or four scoops of my protein a day. And get in easily like 80 grams of protein right there from just like my whey protein. I could easily do that. But am I going to get all the same nutrients, benefits and stuff that I'll get from eating eggs? That I'll get from drinking milk or the little like iron and stuff like that from that I get meat, from like eating the amino meats, acid you know? profile. That's a that's a good point. Yeah. That it's like the full package of the other things yeah. that are it's building blocks that help protein, your body like, absorb you need the protein. fiber, like you need... So many other things that you can get. There are things that you can get from like just getting protein powder. You do need to be eating, you know, like meats and like your eggs and your milk and stuff. This, I think the most underrated nutrient for women is healthy fats. Yeah. Healthy fats. Like if you take omega-3s or you're eating enough eggs um dairy nuts etc like what that does for your skin and your hair is unlike anything i've ever seen 100%. i cringe like it, it hurts me so much when i see these girls who eat like super super low fat mm-hmm. i swear like eating healthy fats will not make you fat they're 100%. just gonna make your skin and your hair yeah. glow you'll be healthier yeah. like i'm a i'm a skinny girl mm-hmm. i eat a high fat yeah. diet but healthy fats yeah. that's my hack for beauty more yeah. than makeup or anything mm-hmm you're right that it's about the nutrients and what you're Mm -hmm. eating like in general like you know what I mean like in the past when I was like a little bit more of like a rookie with like my eating habits I I didn't always have good eating habits I still don't I'm literally eating cookies and drinking a cappuccino as we speak I have a very no but the cappuccino was made with love so it's (laughs) I have a healthy relationship with food but I think you know in the past like I was so focused on getting my protein that I wasn't really getting it the right ways. Like I would make a protein shake, eat a protein bar, a protein cookie, and then also just eat chicken and rice. Don't get me wrong. Chicken and rice is quick meals. It's easy. It's always going to taste whatever, you know, but you should build a good relationship with food and get your protein in the right way instead of filling yourself with bullshit. Like, you know, the like, pro- that's also a lot of processed foods. Yeah. If you're relying on protein powders, bars, and anything yeah. processed, I think that that in moderation like if you need a snack to go yeah protein that's bars what i'm great. saying I but the majority of your bars, diet should be whole exactly foods. now i use protein bars as like okay i didn't get enough protein in today i'll eat a protein bar for but dessert it's don't rely on it or like even yeah when you want a little snack a little dessert like substitute it with a protein bar you know and 
There's a lot of good ones out there. Don't say all protein tastes like shit because trust me, I have <laughs> done a lot of taste testing and there's good protein bars out there. There's good protein powders out there, you know? We've been snacking on the Alani New gummies. 10 out of 10. All morning. Oh, I'm addicted that are really to those. good. I agree. I also think too much of the fake protein stuff is bad for your digestion. Yeah, it's not so good. I think even on the more materialistic side, let's say a, a toned stomach. Yeah. is your goal. Biggest advice I can give for a toned stomach is a healthy digestive system. Yeah. Stay away from sugar. <laughs> take take your probiotic. Yeah. Drink kombucha. Like, care of yourself and yeah. eat in a balanced way. So you, if you optimize your digestive system, that's the only way to get, like, a healthy yeah. toned stomach. Also, no matter what anybody tells you, if you do want to get a fat ass, you're going to have to, you're going to get a stomach at some point. Don't believe what you see online. If you do want to grow your muscles and you can eat I'm not saying even for me like when I bulk I would say that I did a bit of like not a fully dirty bulk but I would what's like, a dirty bulk okay a dirty bulk is just eating like absolute shit oh I like see. Absolute going for calories shit when you're just trying to get your calories there were days obviously I would cook at home all the time but there were days where I would literally make two burgers at home for myself who do I look like eating two burgers for dinner, like I don't know, I don't think anybody should dirty bulk. Like it's your You're body, it's your feel choice. Lethargic, but yeah, like I'm saying, like I was eating like 32 to 3500 calories a day. For a woman, I'm not gonna put my weight out there right now, but that's a lot of fucking calories. And to go from eating 3500 calories when I'm bulking, I over bulked also. But you can eat a lot of food, but also like I would suggest eating clean. Because that's what's going to have, like, an effect on, like, what your body looks like. Like, if you're eating, like, shit when you're bulking and lif- lifting heavy, you're really going to look, like, jacky looking. Like, jack looking. That's, I think, why I looked the way I did. Because I didn't do a clean bulk. And I gained, like, you know, weight in, like, the wrong places. Which is normal. But even if you do have the best eating habits you are at some point going to like get some sort of like fat in your stomach. It's so normal. Like it's a part of the process. Like even me right now, like I'm trying to cut down on my carbs, like trying to eat more in like a calorie deficit because I do have that stomach from when I was bulking. But it's like just a part of the process. Like you'll lean out, like I'm doing more cardio and stuff. So it's about experimentation. It's about experimentation and finding what works best with your body Mm -hmm. and that might take time and up and down but the most important thing at the end of the day is to not to listen less to the advice everybody else is giving you about what you should do with fitness and more that fun like treat it like a game of experimenting with yourself until you find the routine find what works and the way of eating and the way of working out that makes you feel exactly like people always ask me they're like oh like what's your workout routine and i'm like it's not just my workout like not just that though but that's what works for me just because i did it doesn't mean it's necessarily gonna work for you like i can give you my workout routine and somebody could follow that somebody could eat exactly exactly. how you eat work out exactly how you work out and they're not gonna look like exactly but the thing is too there's so many other things that like just because you're working out doing the same routine as me doesn't mean you're gonna have the same results as me different bodies different eating habits different routine living in toronto I do so, so much walking, so much walking. I don't know, for somebody that doesn't do that, like, you could just get different results, you know, but... It's the same way, like, somebody could, let's say somebody looks up to you, they can, you know, try to emulate the way that you talk, mm-hmm. the way that you dress, yeah. the way that you do your 
makeup, name the thing, they're not going to be you. Exactly. 100%. They're not going to be. It's a very individual yeah. thing, I think as it should be. It's good to, like, like if you're asking somebody, oh, like, what's your workout routine and stuff, to kind of, like, you know, get an idea of where to start, what you should be doing. That's always good. But, like, I think everybody should do their own sort of research of what works best for them, like, nutrition-wise. Because there were people out there telling me, oh, eat this, eat that, eat this, eat that. Oh, my God, man. I remember when I first moved to Toronto, I was so, so unhappy with my body image and stuff because I was, like, trying to struggle with finding, like, a good, like, diet that worked for me and that also, like, worked for the gym. But you definitely need to do, like, your own research, find, like, what works for your body, you know? Can I pivot the conversation? Mm -hmm. What's your favorite thing about living in Toronto? We were talking about it the other day. The coffee shops. Oh, I knew. I knew. (laughs) I knew she was going to say this. You don't realize how blessed you are until you come to a fucking town. Excuse my language for cursing, but it's fucking absurd how you guys have one. I don't want to go to Starbucks. I do not (laughs) want to go support Starbucks and nothing wrong with Tim's coffee. I love Tim's coffee. Starbucks, I mean, McDonald's's coffee is good too. But oh, what I pushed, is it I pushed with a the, button. There are no local coffee shops here and it's sickening. Whereas in Toronto, I walk out of my condo. There's too many local coffee shops. There's too many different abundance, coffee shops. It's an abundance. Yeah. We've been and it's on like, our last leg. Yeah. Team like, in London the past three days. On our last leg. Because we wake up in the morning, we're like, what do we do? You know, like my the first thing I wake up, I love to wake up and go get a coffee. Do you think there's anything cute about waking up, going to get a coffee from Starbucks? It's just not the same. Especially me and Elena were talking about this the other day. But the relationship that I have with some of the people at these local coffee shops is just... No, they're an important part of my life. You know, I look forward. So I go to Jimmy's Coffee a lot on... uh, Fuck. It is Portland and King. I love Jimmy's Coffee. And whenever I go there, whether it's 7 a.m. or 6 p.m., I have such a good relationship like with one of the girls that works there and like we'll stand there for like 20 minutes just like talking about the vacation she's going on and like that really like sets the tone for my day and I don't know it makes it's it like little things it's just the little things man like and you know when I'm going to like Starbucks doesn't even spell my name right on the coffee cup there's nothing not personal just about that, that though but like and you know like I feel like even at Starbucks they're kind of like forced to like smile at you be nice to you and stuff like that start no shade to anybody that works at starbucks but i know they literally teach you in training you need to smile at every person that comes through that drive-thru whether you're having a shit day or not like it's all a part part of like the customer service but local coffee shops like the people that work there it just feels so much more genuine it's you homey. know yeah. For me, the neighborhood coffee shops, Chicago has a lot of them too, mm-hmm. are so homies. Yeah. The sweet people who work there, the cute music playing, the cute yeah. little couches. My, I get my silly little cappuccino and almond croissant. Yeah. Never have I ever seen an almond croissant at Starbucks. Yeah. We have been on our last leg, not knowing what to do with ourselves yeah. in this city where there's no, there's one. If anybody's been to the Black Walnut, yeah. downtown London, the Black Walnut is adorable yeah. and has that feel, but... Yeah. I love being in a city where there are coffee shop options. So many coffee shops, you know? And there's so many, like, different vibes. Like, okay, what kind of coffee do I want today? Or, like, what kind of pastry do I want? Like, it can really, like, narrow down for, like, where I want to go. Like, the Dark Horse, uh, Cafe 23, Jimmy's Coffee is amazing. Um, Like, there's just so much 
out there whereas here it's like holy shit man like why hasn't anybody thought to open a freaking coffee shop no i'm giving you we're giving you free business ideas yeah or like even like um coffee shop so my one friend in toronto he just opened up um a coffee shop it's called the tiny cloud i haven't been yet but if i just tell you even like the branding of it i'm like holy shit even the name this just looks so cool like the creativity all like just like the art and stuff that's put into it i'm like this looks amazing like the branding alone is amazing i haven't even tried the coffee that's enough to but people are always looking for something crazy or like something new you know and like novelty the tiny cloud you know why that's cute too is because it's like uh how the foam on a cappuccino kind of looks like yeah but yeah um i like in Toronto, I haven't spent that much time too, but in the distillery district, there's a Balzac's coffee mm-hmm. that is in a super vibey, like brick building. Yeah. Where it's super old. It kind of looks like you're in the 50s and there's a staircase, and then the upper area has like a huge bookshelf. Yeah. And that's the kind of aesthetic that I love in a coffee yeah. shop. But I love coffee shops as an area, like to go and catch up with a friend. Mm-hmm. It's the best date ever. Yeah. Or to go and to just work go from and, home. Yeah, like, or to just go and sit by yourself. Yeah, literally. Like there are days where I'm like, okay, like. It's shitty outside. I'm not having the best day. Let me do something nice for myself and just go buy myself a coffee. And like that will completely like just change your entire day. That could be the only activity yeah. in my days. Going on a walk, getting a coffee and sitting to edit the podcast yeah. or something. And it's not the same it good day. being in London because I'm like, okay, if I do want a coffee, how much can I really romanticize walking 25 minutes to the closest Tim Horton <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And the lady with the, her hair neck and like, <laughs> sticking just, her neck out there, the Again, there is nothing wrong if you get your Tim, coffee from Tim Hortons. I love coffee from Tim Hortons. No, but it I just, don't agree. It's just, it's not the same. No, so we've been making it at home. Yeah. You're, I love that your family has a Breville. I love Breville <laughs> machines. So we've been making yeah. our little cappuccinos from mm-hmm. home for the holidays, which has been cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, on the other side of things, what do you hate about living in Toronto? Uh, oh, this is a big one. Traffic. I think everybody can say this. If you, you drive in the city? Yeah, so I do drive in the city. That's si- a nightmare. Yeah, so when I have to drive in the city, um, if you've ever been in a car with me, you know I have no patience. Actually, outside of that, I don't have patience even outside of the car. <laughs> I have zero you? patience, especially for people who don't know how to drive. You're turning, put your signal on. You need to jump in front of me, put your signal on. Because there are times where I literally get to the point where I want to get out of the car. Excuse my language, but I'm about to like assault the person in the car in front of me just because of how they're driving. Like I have no patience for how people drive in Toronto, you know? I'm going to clip this and send it to the five people I know who are the worst drivers. (laughs) But like, oh man, traffic is just horrible. If you want to send someone a subtle message, clip that, send this episode to them with a timestamp. The other thing too is I don't care how much people romanticize Toronto, you'll walk like within like every like light or like every like even block, you'll smell 10 different scents, whether it smells like jasmine or like fall or piss or just like (laughs) like drugs like you will smell the most horrendous like amazing things like there are days where i walk out i'm like oh it smells like petrol today like it smells like back home and then chanel number five mixed (laughs) with like you will smell the the most fumes the the weirdest fumes in toronto oh the other thing let's not you say it the canadian way you say you don't pronounce the second t toronto you say toronto do people actually say toronto toronto (laughs) There's no way people feel so That's how you know if someone's Canadian or not. I mean, to be fair, like, English is also not my first language, so... 
Yeah, that makes yeah. two of us. If I sound like I have like a little bit of like a speech impediment, guys, it's because I'm just English is not my language. Why do immigrant it, girls raised by immigrants love using that? Oh, I love using that as an excuse. for having whenever terrible people, English whenever grammar. People book me, they're, they're like, like, you can't say anything. I'm yeah, yourself. whenever people are like, or like, I can't even. I, listen, let me tell you guys my biggest flex. I speak four languages and I stutter in all of them, <laughs> and I can't speak any of them. <laughs> and properly. I can't speak any of them properly. But that's so true that it's when I go home to Bulgaria, my cousins make fun of me for being like Americanized. Yeah. But when I'm here, people make fun of my English for not being able to speak English properly. You can't can't win, man. You can't win. But the other thing I will say about Toronto that's really irritating is how overly expensive everything is. I like to buy myself nice things. I like to do nice things for myself. But why is a smoothie from the smoothie bar at my gym $19? Like, 19 are there steroids is in this? crazy. <laughs> 19 is crazy. So, yeah, there they, better they, be they God's raise, nectar. They raised the prices. Place. They used to be like $15 when they first opened up, and then they raised them to $19. But it's like, okay, like, this is somebody's hourly wage, and you're charging me a smoothie for it. Like, you know, like, I get it, but I don't at the same time. And North America is getting out of hand. In Europe or in the Middle East, you the coffee bill for an entire family of 12 is yeah. not going to be $20. Yeah. I go to, like, okay, yes, I used to buy Starbucks in the past before, like, the whole boycott thing. But when I used to buy Starbucks in the past, it would literally be, I would go buy myself my friend a coffee, maybe also, like, buy, like, a little pastry. Why am I spending $26 at Starbucks? My cappuccino was $7 the other day. Let me tell you, I was reading Black Walnut the other day. They have a daily special Monday through Friday. You buy yourself a coffee and a pastry, and it's $5. That's... That's beautiful. Even Jimmy's, I'll go to Jimmy's. There are days in the summer where I buy uh, freshly squeezed orange juice, my flat white, and a scone, and I'm paying all under $10. That's a steal for me. Like when I go to Starbucks, if I were to buy juice, my flat white, plus a scone, I'm spending easily double that. No, you know what it is? I, I mean, and it's made with love at Jimmy's and it's all local. <laughs> Let me just put that out there. And that's priceless. Yeah. Like one of the only times I go to Starbucks anymore is I'm at the airport. Yeah. If I'm at the airport, there's no other option other than Starbucks. Mm-hmm. That, well, you just mentioned that $10 will get me a, a water bottle at Starbucks That's at the airport Forget the price for a liter of, of water. Exactly. Insane. Also, to be fair, I think we can all vouch for this. Starbucks is really not all that. Like, yes, I get it. Like, there's specialty, there's specialty drinks like the pumpkin cold foam and the iced chai tea lattes and the shaken espresso. They're good. But there's so much better options out there than Starbucks. Like, make sure that's your last resort or, like, you're not even resort at all. Tima, this podcast is killing my chances of a Starbucks sponsorship. <laughs> zero. Just went out oh, the window. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, I have one more question because we're coming on time. Okay. what um What's one challenge you're giving yourself in 2024? Oh, this is a challenge I've been working on for years. Also, let me put it out there. I don't think you need to wait until the New Year's to, like, make any resolutions. I think New Year's resolutions are the stupidest things ever. Like, if you want to change something within yourself, do it tomorrow. Do it the same day. Why do you need to wait? Like, I'm throwing shade to all of the people who decide to sign up at the gym in New Year's because I'm so tired of that first two months where the gym is crawling with 300 people and it takes me two hours to get a workout in. Anyways, 
I'm like going on a whole rant. You know what I love? Think about your (laughs) challenge, but I just want to point out one of the first things you said at the beginning of this podcast was we were talking about how when you first meet someone, you're kind of quiet and poised and toned (laughs) back. And then when you get to know them, you're yelling, saying everything. I would just ask the audience to watch the, the development See in, guys, in Tima's speech now you know what I'm talking over about. the course this of this is, episode. This is, why, That's all. this is why I'm very uh, quiet when you first meet me. This is, I love you. Yeah. So anyways, my one couple challenges I want to overcome in general is I want to kind of just like work on like my emotional intelligence. That's been kind of like an ongoing thing for me. Whereas like I don't want to be like acting out of emotion. Um Another thing is I really need to work on my sleeping habits. I have had terrible sleeping habits for like the last five years. And like Elena walked in today at like she went out for coffee, came home and I was just sleeping on the couch at 3 p.m. You were I just have like the worst sleeping habits. And like there are days I don't even sleep. I take naps. I go to bed at like. 3 30 wake up at 5 30 and i start my day like i had a full eight hours of sleep so anyways i hope to work on my sleeping habits in the new year that's a good one and some other challenges are to just be like more open to like experiences and like meeting new people like the one thing with me is I don't like wasting my time. So I feel like when it comes to going out, meeting new people, doing all the small talk, I hate small talk a lot. So I kind of hope to like work on that, be a little more social. But without that, I hope that does not compromise again your ability to be comfortable by yourself. Oh, never. I will spend as much as time alone as I want, you know? But like, you know, there there needs to be a good balance. There are days where like I, I will go out like, back to back to back to back and like you know like see people see friends and then there are days where like i will like not leave my condo for two days unless it's the gym those are good challenges maybe we can do another episode this time next year and see what changed oh yeah yeah let's go make another cappuccino (laughs) thank you for coming on this was amazing if you find any kind of value in this episode send it to your best friend send it to your mom share it with anybody. One step further that would help me a ton is if you leave a rating and review on the pod. The main way that podcasts grow on platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts is through ratings and reviews. That's what like gets the algorithm to push it to more people. So if you can take literally 30 seconds to write a review, I don't care what you say, like just tell me what your favorite episode is. Any kind of feedback you want to leave, stuff you want to hear from me or guests that you want to have on the podcast, let me know. I promise I read all of them and I would be super grateful. (music) 